This is the Ag Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. This podcast explores the agriculture industry with the movers and shakers of those shaping it and talk about shaping the future of ag. Today, I talk with Jennifer Booth. Today, I talk with Dr. Jennifer Buzolo. She's an assistant professor in the Department of Horticulture and Landscape Architecture at Colorado State University. Dr. Buzolo, where do we start our conversation here today when we're talking about whether or not food production can occur in concert with solar power generation? Yeah, good question. I mean, really to start with the fundamentals, it's really important to think of it in terms of what humans need, people need food, and they need energy in large quantities. We're not going to, you know, use technology to overcome either of those things. We're going to end up needing those things for good. And with increasing human population, we're going to need more of both of those things. So it's really important to understand that this is the co-location. It's not one or the other, but the co-location of growing food and um, harnessing energy from the sun in the same spot. The technology, the solar panel technology is of course changing and upgrading. It's not new though. So what is new about this research? What's new about this research is actually combining the two technologies. So it's almost like we're putting a little greenhouse over top of some of our crops. So it's really, you know, trying to put those two technologies together because there's some incompatibilities. But it's amazing what we can do in order to make it ideal conditions for both solar panels and crops. Dr. Buzolo, I'm just trying to picture it. I know that there are areas where there are several acres of solar panels that are set up that you can see for a long ways away. Is that the kind of research we're talking about, growing crops under solar panel fields like that? Yes, absolutely. So a lot of the research at CSU, we're actually doing on a small scale to start with. But the idea is to apply it to a solar array like the one you just described. There's no reason why we can't. Um, We can actually modify our agricultural applications to make it ideal for most solar arrays. Can you go over all the angles that are being researched? Yes, I'd be happy to. So the big discussion we're having amongst all the researchers at CSU have to do with scale. So some of our agronomists are really interested in looking at using solar panels on very large acreages where, say, there's dry land wheat or livestock production, while my colleague, Dr. Mark Utansky, is doing field research for growing vegetables. And so the, the solar panel arrays he uses can be tilted so a tractor can drive past them. And then my specialty area is rooftop agrivoltaics, which is an urban, a more urban application where we grow vegetables and native plants under solar panels on rooftops. Dr. Buzolo, what is the official definition of agrivoltaics? The official definition of agrivoltaics is the co-location of food production and energy generation 
under solar panels. We are talking about food production in general, just with a growing population and having to find new ways to farm. And of course, renewable energy being part of the grand plan of, of a lot of different governments. When you're talking about researching, let's take your example where you're doing rooftop under a solar panel. Like what exactly are you collecting data on? What are you monitoring and researching and what kinds of plants? So the data collection uh, we are interested in is related to the growing conditions under the solar panel and in adjacent full sun areas and how that influences plant growth rates, yield, and um, soil moisture conditions. So those are the things we're looking at. As far as crops, um, we're a, a little flexible. Right now we're in the process of screening a large number of crops. And we're looking at, say, tomatoes and lettuce all the way over to we're really interested in looking at some legumes like dry beans. And so we're trying to see what crops are ideally suited to the conditions provided under solar panels. And going back to those different angles, so the couple of things that I'm thinking about when you're talking like that, is there then supplemental research being done on creating new varieties of vegetables, such as tomatoes, that will grow underneath a solar panel or underneath something? And what about irrigation? Is there research being done on different ways to water these plants? Excellent questions. Yes. So the first question about good good selections, plant selections for under solar panels. There is work on that. Right now, it's at the baseline. We're really collecting baseline data. And we're not the only ones. We collaborate with um, people from all over the Western U.S. And the Western U.S. is especially ideal because we have so much sun, so many clear days. So solar panel installations are going to just increase out here in the West. So finding good crops is an absolutely imperative thing. So some research out of Arizona um, has talked about, you know, plant height and shade tolerance. We evaluate all of those things as well um, in our data collection. And your question about irrigation is an excellent one. So irrigation is sort of the linchpin to this all because we're interrupting um, the, the moisture that naturally occurs in an area by putting a solar panel over it, we have to pay particular attention to irrigation. And so we're trying to grow crops that um, are very efficient, so high water use efficiency, to make sure we're not uh, putting on too much water, say too much drops per crop. Also, talking about other things so far that has been found in this research, according to this press release I received, things like raising the height of solar panels so that harvesting activities can occur. Things like those, things like that, you know, you just don't think about until you get out there and start doing it, right? You got it. And that's what all the other researchers really across the world, not just the U.S., um, but across the world, we're all struggling with those sort of logistical realities that come along with it. But what we're finding out is there's a whole bunch of creative solutions. For example, my graduate student went to a virtual conference in Germany and found out how there's companies that you can use your phone 
to change the angle of the solar panels to allow rain to land on your crop when it's cloudy and the panels aren't really operating efficiently anyway. So there's so many potential advances. And as a farm kid myself, the most exciting thing from the farmer's perspective, in my opinion, is the way that you can have a sustainable form of, of financial gain in the same space that you're growing crops and livestock. Dr. Buzolo, what else should we talk about or do we need to talk about with regards to research on agrivoltaics? You know, good question. So a colleague of mine um, at Colorado State University, Kurt Bars, he's a mechanical engineer. He's been working in solar panels for a long time. They've made a lot of progress. They've gotten very efficient. Prices have come down significantly. Now it's about deploying it and getting it in large areas. So really, you know, getting producers and the public to think more about multi-functionality rather than simply single-use land, I think is where we need to think. Municipalities are going to start to take a close look at all of this. It's something that that um, especially in the U.S., we need to think about our food and our energy security. And this is one way producers in Colorado can really make a difference. Is there any particular time frame on this research or is it ongoing? Right now it's ongoing. Uh, my colleague, Dr. Mark Uchansky, has been working on it for three years. And like I said, we're really at the beginning stages worldwide right now. Um, And I will be performing research on rooftop agrivoltaics at the upcoming Colorado State University Spur Campus that's going to be at the National Western Center in downtown Denver. So keep a close look out for that research. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today to talk more about this and give us kind of a a 101 on this whole thing. I know there's plenty more we could talk about, but we'll continue to visit with you and and follow what's going on with the research on agrivoltaics. Great. Thank you so much, Lori. It's been a pleasure. Once again, I would like to thank my guest here today, Dr. Jennifer Buzolo. She is an assistant professor in the Department of Horticulture and Landscape Architecture at Colorado State University. And that concludes the Ag Queen podcast for this week. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. I want to again thank my guest, Dr. Jennifer Buzolo. She's an assistant professor in the Department of Horticulture and Landscape Architecture at Colorado State University. You've been listening to the Ag Queen podcast. I'm your host, Lori Boyer.